Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Man, I tried to give this to a player from the Rangers, the Islanders, the Brooklyn Nets. Nope, sometimes it doesn't work that way. But I was just talking to Fleegs who walked in, Paulie who's been producing my show. And I'm like, I got to give it to whoever had the best night from the NBA. I'm not about to big up John Moran or Joel Embiid. It's Caitlin Clark. Who's Caitlin Clark? Somebody in the back says, come on, yo. You don't know who Caitlin Clark Clark is? Like, I get it. You might not watch women's college basketball. You might not watch women's basketball or college basketball at all. But Caitlin Clark has millions of dollars in NIL deals. She is the living legend on campus out there in Iowa. And she had a 40-point game tonight and the game winner. And when you see this game Winner, it was cold-blooded. It looked like the NBA. Like, it looked like a shot that Dame or Steph or one of those type of guys hit. And she did it and just walked off and kind of waited for the elation of the crowd and admiration of her peers. And, man, Caitlin Clark, you are tonight's Casamigos big shot of the night because you hit the big shot at the buzzer. Some haters are saying, oh, she didn't get it off in time. Whatever, they didn't uh, stop the game or they didn't call anything when it was going down. However you want to look at the uh, game clock on the TV or the uh, red light around the backboard, Caitlin Clark does it, and she's like that. The guys say, I'm him. She is definitely her. And she split the athlete of the year. I forget um, what what publication it was. Maybe I can find it right now. Uh, Athlete of the year. She split it with, okay, well, she obviously had the Big Ten Female Athlete of the Year. Speaking of the Big Ten, Fleegs just let me know that Friday, it is now Wednesday. Good morning, good morning. It is now Wednesday, January 3rd. But Friday, January 5th, Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes, they they come to Rutgers to face the Scarlet Knights. Hard to get a ticket. That's going to be a top ticket. And um, I'm thinking about Angel Reese who did the John Cena can't see me. Remember LSU won and uh, they beat Iowa. Where has Angel Reese been? She missed, uh, you know, the beginning of the season and reports say she's still missing. And she was the uh, co-athlete of the year. Angel Reese and, uh, Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark's doing what she's supposed to do. Even though she's got her millions in NIL money and deals, she's showing up to play basketball and hoop. Seems like Angel Reese has other plans and other ideas. But, yeah, let's see. Clark was named the Sporting News. That's what it was. The Sporting News Athlete of the Year. And she split that with Angel Reese. And Angel Reese has not been in action, has not been hooping. From what I understand, uh, maybe uh, somebody can update me on that. Uh, if she's there now, she missed some time early in the season. All in all, Caitlin Clark, out of nowhere, RKO. You get 
Casamigos big shot of the night. 877-337-6666. Let's take the rest of the calls that we got. You guys know what we're talking about for the most part. The only things I haven't hit on really, Gio Urshela, now that the Mets and Yankees battled it out for Yamamoto and he became a Dodger. Next up, who will win the right to sign Gio Urshela? Does he come back to the Bronx or does he join the Mets and Queens? I don't know, man. Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell, Justin Turner, J.D. Martinez, uh, Dylan Seas, Shane Bieber, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns. We're going to get there, folks. As soon as the NFL season is over for the Jets and Giants this week, turn the hot stove up, and hopefully the Yankees and Mets will actually do something. Bruce is in Flushing. What's up, Bruce? You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. Before I get to my sports points, I want to tell you, you show this audience and earn the respect of this audience what you said during the Carl Banks saga. And I've been calling radio stations since I was eight years old and made a phone call to Bill Mazur in 1965. And I know the winners and the, not the winners. And you are a winner. You have the stuff. And that's all you need to know. Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate it, man. Now, my four points. You have to explain a free agent signing because it's blowing my mind, and then we're going to play a Yankee game. Mm -hmm. First on a free agent signing, explain to me why Cincinnati blew $16 million on Frankie Montauk. Ah. <laughs> uh, Scott Boris. As much as we talk about Scott Boris and Juan Soto, Scott Boris and Pete Alonzo, Scott Boris finessed them into signing a one-year deal with Frankie Montas for 15 to 16, $16 million. He didn't pitch last year. And when he did pitch for the Yankees, he was terrible. And when he did pitch for the Oakland A's, he was always hurt. So I don't know how that actually happens. When I did see that over the weekend, I laughed. I said, okay, Yankee fans were considering this guy being uh, the fifth arm in our rotation for that much. Hell no. Severino got $13 million. Frankie Montas gets $15, 16000000 million. Good riddance. No way. I mean, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. They still have guns in India, don't they? I mean, they, have they, could, they could move him, but maybe they don't want to. Uh, I don't know, man. The Reds are going for it, right? Because they, they got a little bit of success last year. They sniffed the wild card last year. Ellie De La Cruz, that, you know, they think that they need the pitch, pitching, right? Uh, so they go but out Frankie and sign. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> when I saw that, I said, Scott Boris does it again. Okay, let me play the Yankee game. You are a professional talk show host. I think I'm an educated Yankee fan. So we're going to play a little game. Don't have to tell me now. You can think about it for a little while. Who do you think the Yankees are going to get as a pitcher, whether it be free agent or trade? My two choices, because I don't buy into this Montgomery coming back to the Yankees. Me either, really. After they dissed him, there's no way. Unless they just offer him a whole bunch of money. They're not going to be the highest bidder for him. He's their own guy. They they shipped him away. So they're right. going to say, hey, Jordan, we'd love to have you back at this price. Same so, thing. Like, no. So go ahead. I just don't. I, I'm not. I'm not sold on it. Now all the same Yankee fans that were like, yeah, Monty sucks. Uh, couldn't score for him. Yeah, Harrison Bader was a great move. Now all the same Yankee fans are like, we need Monty. We need him. My two choices is Jesus Lozado or... Um, uh, the Cuban pitcher Rodriguez, who's a free agent, who can, the Yankees can either plug him in the bullpen or a starter. He wants to start. I think the Yankees are not 100% sure if he's good enough to be starter. Mm -hmm. He can take over the long, you know. When he was in WBC Classic, he pitched fantastic. And I've seen videos of him, his pitching motion. Yariel Rodriguez, we're speaking of. Yariel Rodriguez's name. Right. has popped up uh, a bunch, especially for Yankee fans that are searching for options. I think Jordan Montgomery is an option, but I'm not really sold on it. You know what I just think is going to happen? If they're not able to get Monty, they're going to make a trade, but it's not going to be for the Corbin Burns type. Or I don't even really want Dylan Cease. It's gonna one, be thing about, one thing about Jesus Rosado. Maybe Jesus Lazardo type would, would be there. I'm, I'm trying to think of a name that came up 
uh, recently on Yankees Twitter, I was like, that's the type of guy that Cashman's going to trade for. It's going to be a third, fourth, fifth starter. Because, Cabrera? Are you talking about Cabrera? No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I I can't tell you. You know, I, I'm I, when it happens, I'm gonna be like, yeah, sure, that's the guy. I can't tell you what, what Brian Cashman's thinking, what he's working on, but I can tell you we've seen him in the past make moves for the bullpen and even for starting pitching, making trades for guys, and I, I just am not expecting. I, this is what I'm ultimately expecting. I'm not expecting any more big names. Yamamoto was a big name that they were gonna try to get, but at a certain price. I think they're going to enter spring training with this whole thing like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's competition, and, and Clayton uh, Beater is in the competition, and Will Warren and Luis Heal, and these guys are going to pe- compete through spring training for that fifth starter spot, kind of like, like, you know, Clark Schmidt had to earn it. Or, uh, you know, I just think that they're going to they're gonna have some – that too. They're going to have some random guys like an Ian Hamilton who we got to know last year. They're going to have some spring training invites – of some guys that have started in places and might not, you know, be the apple of anyone's eye. They'll invite them to spring training and they'll make a trade for one guy that's a potential like uh third or fourth starter that's almost guaranteed to be in the mix just from experience. But I think they're really going to bank on Garrett Cole winning the Cy Young, Nestor Cortez returning to all-star form, Carlos Rodon not having a rough half a year, but having a decent enough Full year, his second year in pinstripes. Clark Schmidt being there. And then the last spot, the fifth starter spot, is going to be up for competition. But really, you need you need like six, seven guys because you know they're going to get hurt. And you can't expect Cole to be Garrett Cole, Cy Young again. My prediction is they will make one move, if not two moves, by training camp. Because Hal is now kind of taking over the reins a little bit. And Hal knows he needs to sell season tickets. Yep. Because this Yankee fandom, as you all know, was extremely upset. So I think Hal is going to put the impetus on Cashman to make the move before training camp. That's my humble opinion. I think so, too, because now it's been so many weeks since the Juan Soto news and the Verdugo news. That's worn off now. And Yankee fans are starting to say, oh, the Yankees have spent zero dollars this offseason. Bruce, you're the man. Appreciate the call. 877-337-6666. We can always talk baseball. Mets fans. J.D. Martinez should have been here last year. But now with Otani in L.A., he's definitely not going to be a Dodger. Would you have interest? Should have been here last year. Justin Turner. Homecoming with Justin Turner, potentially. But Justin Turner's... Going to just be a DH, better than Vogelback, but he's not going to you know, be a guy that you can count on too much in the field. I mean, where are the Mets turning for starting pitching? 877-337-60. It's going to start happening. And I know there's so many fans that are impatient, but I'm like, yo, the same way you took off from, from work, the same way you were chilling watching Netflix, you know, overeating, laying on your couch, sleeping in, the people that control these baseball teams, they're doing the same thing. Give them some time. They'll get back to work. Yes, Frankie Montas got dealt on uh, Saturday while we were, weren't expecting it. But it wasn't even that he got dealt. He got signed. He got picked up by the, the Reds who were willing to overpay for the guy, to take an absolute chance on the guy. Some other moves and things will happen. Like we saw the Chris Sale trade. So what? Uh, the, the, Braves, uh, the Braves are going to take a flyer on Chris Sale. That actually made me think, okay, the Red Sox are moving Chris Sale's money so they can offer Jordan Montgomery. But then I saw that the Red Sox are actually taking on some of that contract. We'll, we'll see. I, I joked online that Yankee fans are going to start going from Yamasoto to Bauer Soto. Remember Watch Momentum, Trevor Bauer, and Rachel Luba? Remember how they had the game on lock? Rachel Luba was in the Forbes 30 for 30. Trevor Bauer signed this big-time deal with the Dodgers. He got introduced years before they introduced Otani and Yamamoto. But he had to learn how to speak Chinese, buddy. Supposedly, he's trying to come back to MLB. Some say he's not going to be reinstated, but I know there's Yankee fans online that love to throw his name out there. Anyway, keeping it rolling. My guy Dave out in Belleville back on the fan. Dave, I, I don't know what happened, but... 
just in a matter of uh, Saturday and Sunday, the Cowboys' fortunes completely changed. <laughs> I, I, after that game Saturday night, I didn't know how to feel. I felt dirty. <laughs> and you should, but you should you should feel like okay, we got one. Uh, it'll come back around where where we'll be on the uh, on the other end. But the NFL is bogus. It, it, and I've been saying it for years now, five years I've been saying what we watch every Sunday is bogus because the officiating isn't good enough to the, the standard of play and our expectations, the amount of fantasy money, the amount of gambling money that we put on this for plays to be missed, for for egregious calls. It's just like, I don't know, even I'm watching the college football playoff. I'm like, I guess the officiating in the, in the Michigan-Alabama game is bogus too. Yeah, I... I still don't understand what the what the call was. I mean, I know what they called on the field, but uh, Aikman saying that you can only uh, one person can only uh, report as an eligible receiver. In, yeah, because the, re- the receiver that caught it was was not on the end of the line. He was a, like a tackle on right sixty eight. I mean, like yeah, he wasn't on the end of the line. So they I tried. They, they, they tried to get cute, and they did try to deceive. You can't send two guys over there trying to report in the heat of a game at the end of the game and expect these refs to like differentiate or whatever. Um, the 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 league actually did send out a memo. I didn't watch it because it's over now, and and Cowboys fans shouldn't be worried about that. But they did send out a memo clearing it up as far as like, hey, if you got if you guys are sending someone to report, they clearly got to go tell. The ref, the ump, whoever it is, like, yo, I'm reporting. I'm the guy, number 68. Like, I'm like, it has to be obvious because then they will communicate that to the defense and the defense will know what personnel they need, how to defend it, and they'll be looking for it. But, yo, it's it's over. They made the right decision. You know who made the wrong decision? Dan Campbell did not just tie the game and kick the ball through the uprights and continue playing on. Especially after that penalty. I mean, that, you know, that was, I don't know what he was trying to prove, but the, uh, you know how much I hate McCarthy's time management. Why were they throwing the ball again at the end of the game? I don't understand. I, 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 I bet, I, I bet the Lions. I had multiple bets on the Lions. I've been on record telling folks that the Cowboys have gone 12 and 5 back to back years. I think this is the year they don't, but they're about to go 12 and 5 again, and they're about to have the number two seed. And yeah, Mike McCarthy is going to get an extension. Uh, Dak Prescott is going to get an ex- extension as well because this year, Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, and, and Mike McCarthy's offense with Mike McCarthy calling the plays, they lit it up. But Mike McCarthy still is a bonehead with his clock management, with his play calling, with the timeouts. With it's, it's, calling. It's, it's his M.O. It's been consistent the last three, four years, and I don't expect it to change. The guy just gets like... I don't know, paralysis in the game. He gets frozen in the game, and that's not something you can really practice. That's something you just got to know. But, yeah, I was right there with you. I'm like, they're trying to lose this game. They're, they're, yeah, try, it, they're trying to lose this game. So I was interested after the end of the game to hear. I mean, I, I know that the Detroit coach was going to be fuming, but did you see the Goff interview at yeah. the press conference? He, that was a really class act. That you know, he, he took it on himself. He said, I got no one to blame but myself. He said, we had three shots. And I, you know, I missed two of them. He's a pro. You know, and, that guy is yeah, a pro. I mean, He's was, number one overall draft pick. Been to the Super Bowl. Been traded. I, I'm really looking forward to the matchup of Matthew Stafford and the Rams going to Detroit. I hope that yeah. holds. I think the most scenarios have that holding. What a storyline that'll be. The trade that they made if Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup and and Kyron Williams and those guys can go into Detroit and end their magical season. Like I, I did not see that coming. I did not see Dallas beating them and then the Cardinals beating the Eagles. And now all of a sudden yeah. it's like the Cowboys are going to win the East and have the number two seed. I'm like, wow. The, Watching the, difference. the end of that. The uh, Philly game, it was just like watching the Cowboys. The Philly scores late and just lets the other team drive right yeah. down the field <laughs> it, it, with no timeouts and score a touchdown. It, it was like watching the Cowboys. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I love how dysfunctional the Eagles are. Now there's rumblings about how mad A.J. Brown is. And, huh, all but good. The, uh, I don't like that that rule with the fumbling into the end zone. It's too much of a pet, you know, a, They're going to change that. Loss. Yeah, that touchback should, rule. You know, I don't know how they can... I, think the I, I almost keep guarantee maybe next year that they will not have that tush push allowed, 
and they will change the fumbling into the end zone touchback rule because they can. Because they can. Yeah, but I mean, it should because it, you shouldn't change possession because it, the other team didn't recover it. You know, it shouldn't be that severe of a, of yeah. a, of a penalty. It, I mean, but it also should be, hey, you're by the goal line, tighten up. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually thought that he didn't catch that ball. It didn't look like he had possession before he fumbled, but I'm a Cowboy fan, so. Yeah, no, hey, <laughs> right. it is what it is. I, like I said, it was last week. I, I have people, was, I have people messaging me like, oh, like I, I went to sleep after the game, like, oh, Jerry World and. Oh, he paid the refs, and you know why? How can you sleep at night after? I, was, I slept perfectly fine. Exactly, but the, the Alabama, uh, the, the Texas game. Did you see the end of that game? No, I fell asleep on the uh, Texas Washington game. I had Washington, and I still didn't go back to to look at it. I just I heard the guys talking about it today. It is kind of nuts that we have the college football playoff, the Final Four, and that game. Like, halftime started after 11. It's just like nobody can do that on the East Coast. We all have to get back to work. Like, I'm up this morning changing my son's diaper and feeding him his bottle at 7 a.m. Like I wasn't staying up to see Michael Penix Jr. and those guys pull it off. I knew they would. Washington had the ball with under, you know, a minute and a half left. And uh, they had enough – there wasn't enough time left for them to take a knee and to end the game. But instead – they ran a running play uh, where, where, you know, they were trying to rip the ball out of the guy's hands, which the first play, he ran for like two yards. The second running play, the, guy, the starting running back gets hurt. He has to get carried off the field. Oh, I saw that and Dylan got Johnson hurt, got hurt. They didn't need to use a timeout, so they actually got – Texas got the ball back because of that injury, and they drove right all the way down the field and, and like, ended up on the two-yard line with, you know, with one second left. Yep, I did see the final two plays. Uh, Quinn Ewers took a loss, and then, I mean, that's just how it goes. I'm glad. I, I am glad that it's Michigan-Washington. The one and two, uh, both undefeated teams, great stories, and quarterbacks that are entering this NFL draft this year. I, I, I'm, I'm glad it's those guys. Jalen Milrow, I can't stand watching that kid play quarterback. But they hardball family is really doing well for themselves. Like. Yes, and I'm happy for his dad. I'm happy for Jim, for John. Like I had said, everybody's talking about oh hardball. Oh man, he he brought Michigan to the national championship. He's going to be in high demand for the NFL. Hardball, he's the guy. He's the guy. I mean, he's had some uh, you know not great stories around him this year that we all yeah, kind of just scandal, right? yeah we kind of sweep under the rug. He should leave yeah. Michigan. But let's talk about the job that his brother is doing. With uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, they look like a juggernaut. They look yeah. like the clear-cut best team in the NFL. And if they stay healthy this next month of January, they should be in the Super Bowl and heavy favorites to win it. Yeah, I mean, if they just you know stay the way they're going, they're, you know they they're blowing teams out that that have good defenses. It's unbelievable how they went through San Fran and Miami. I mean, uh, it's it's a combination of having the coaches, having the talent. And having a team that believes and plays a style of football that when they get out there on the field, it's just a clear day and night. They are the alphas. I mean, they're linebackers. Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, dogs. They're DBs. But they're, they're all like, like the, you never heard of them. You know what I mean? Like, uh, no, I have. I know. You really I, don't know anybody. No, nah, I mean, amazing. I guess. I, I guess, but I saw them coming. Like When they drafted Queen out of LSU, uh, he was on the team with Joe Burrow and those guys. That undefeated team, and then when they the Bears actually traded them Roquan Smith, I'm like, they just gave them Ray Lewis. There was another receiver on the same team, right? Which Burrow, another uh, top receiver, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. That yeah, was, yeah, right. yep. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire was on that team. They, they had a bunch of guys going to the NFL they, on that team. They won the national championship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, Kyle Hamilton coming out of Notre Dame, stud. When they drafted him, I'm like. The rich get richer. I mean, they have Jadavian Clowney on this team, Odell Beckham Jr. on this team. They drafted Zay Flowers this year to go along with, like, Nelson Aguilar. Remember a couple years back, Eagles fans were all uh, laughing at that viral yeah. video of uh, the guy that was like, oh, you know, you know, making fun of Nelson Aguilar for dropping passes. That's Devontae Smith. That's actually Devontae <laughs> Smith. He has dropped so many passes this year, watching those Eagles games, I, I thought he was point-shaving every time. I'm like, this guy must be on FanDuel. They should investigate him. 
Did you the play where where uh, Dak threw that ninety five yard pass? Did you see the, the linebacker like run past him or something? He, yeah, he I don't. And so then CD Lamb just CD Lamb. They got to pay CD Lamb. CD Lamb had a huge year, especially for fantasy yeah. football owners. Uh, great play. I mean, that yeah, started that him off. Actually, uh, <laughs> been retired. No. Playmaker. And, and Dez, too, had 88. They, they, they reserved that number for the best. Remember, CeeDee Lamb came into the league wanting to wear number 10, and they saw to it that he would wear number 88, and he didn't want to go oh, against perfect. Jerry Jones. And now Jerry Jones is going to owe him a lot of money. Dave, thanks for the call. 877-337-6666. Let's keep it rolling, man. I know somewhere there's a Giants fan. I'm like, why are we talking about the Dallas Cowboys? Mario in Long Beach, go for it. You're on the fan. How you doing, Keith? Doing a great job tonight. Love your uh, your take, your Thanks. banter, everything that's Thanks. going on. Thanks one of the things us. I think you do very well is even though you're a fan of one team, you're not against another team. You're very even keeled and and fair when you when you're evaluating things. You know, sure. I find some of the other hosts, if they like a team, they're anti the other you, team. You know what yeah. I say to to folks, and I say this online, which I said I'm, I'm trying to eliminate some of the online stuff, but some things we need to bring here. You know, a lot of fans online like to throw into my face, oh, you're a Dallas fan, worry so about what? your own team. I'm like, dude, I picked the team way before I ever thought I'd be a – like, I picked the team in 94. Like, I just – I'm loyal to my team, but I'm not delusional. See, that's the difference. You guys what? are loyal to your team, to the fact where they make you cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You're, <laughs> you're so delusional. You can't see the forest through the trees or whatever it is. I can look at the Dallas Cowboys and tell you I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl this year. I didn't even think they were they were even possibly going to win the division, get the two seed. They needed a lot to happen in their favor. I've never rooted against them. I want them to win the Super Bowl, but I'm not delusional to think that that's going to happen. You, you're not going to get that out of me. Let's see how the playoffs play out. No, absolutely. I, I see you're very uh, you, you know very fair, and you and I know you're critical of them and that 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 sort of thing. So. You know, you know that's a very good thing. You know what's amazing though about the, this Raven team is that do you know the last three games? I think it's against who did they play? The last three games were Miami, Forty uh, Niners, and and and, uh, and Detroit. Right? Those were the last three games. Do you know what the combined scores were for those three games? I know they smoked everybody. Like, well, it's how, how about if I tell you it was one twelve to forty five? Yeah, that's why I say they look like a juggernaut. They're so dominant right now. They played the Lions earlier this year, October 22nd, and they beat them 38-6. to But you know what game it was uh, that they barely survived? That Rams game where the, the, the guy returned the punt to walk it off and win it for them in overtime. And that's when I'm like, they're a team of destiny. They're like they're 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 a team of destiny. They're gonna win it, and they they smack the Jaguars, they smack the 49ers, they smack the Dolphins. They've got the Steelers to play this Saturday, and then try and you know rest some guys. And they're the number one seed. And uh, man, do I want to see Lamar Jackson hoist that oh, Lombardi trophy? Man, think, do I want to see him? What that does to Lamar if he hoists the trophy? Say he hoists the trophy and he gets uh, MVP in the Super Bowl. He already has MVP in the regular season locked. That there's no chance mm-hmm. anybody else. Do you know what the odds are right now on that? Uh, I could look them up. I'm no, sure no, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm sure. hundred to one. You yeah. bet a hundred. You got to bet ten thousand. He went head to head with Brock Purdy, and that was it right there on Christmas night. Not bad for a running back. No, one one thing I'd like to ask your opinion. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've seen it too, but it was very interesting. Dan Olasky and some of the other players were saying that in the game against San Francisco, there's eight, nine, or ten all pros on the field at the same time, and it's completely evident that Lamar is the best player out of all of them. Yeah, you know, it's not even close. And I think he, I think he uh, uncovered Purdy a little bit. Purdy is not even in the same category as Lamar. Not yeah. even close. Kyle Hamilton uncovered Pur- Purdy on that first drive. I'm telling my mom, look at the safety. Look at number 14. Right? I'm like, I don't know if he's baiting him into these throws, but 14 looks lost. And that first drive, they were going down the field. And I think Kyle Hamilton was baiting him into making these throws, and then he picked them off. And I'm like, okay, 14 woke up. Uh, I'm like, let's watch this game. Kyle Hamilton coming out of Notre Dame, that kid is a freak. Uh, And then Lamar Jackson. At that point, uh, Keith, did you notice that it seemed like Purdy was getting a little rattled? Of course. He knew the stakes. Excuse (laughs) me. He's at home. It's Christmas night. Uh, People are talking about him as an MVP. He's going against a guy that already won MVP. 
who was nowhere near him. Like it was, it was Brock, it was Tua, it was Dak, it was even Christian McCaffrey. But then when you look at a 12-win Baltimore Ravens team go in there on the road and dominate, and the difference is Lamar Jackson. And people want to just say he's a running quarterback. He's not. What he does with his legs is not take sacks like the rest of these quarterbacks. What he does with his legs is turn no gain into a positive gain. What he does with his legs is extend plays where he can throw the ball down the field. He's 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 more dynamic than any quarterback in the league because of his speed, because of his footwork. He's not looking to run, especially in Todd Munkin's offense. They have it set up for him where he's he's looking to get the ball downfield. And, man, he might not have the most yards or touchdowns. They padded his stats this past week. I, he's the clear-cut favorite, and I'm happy for the guy. Not bad for a running back. He was the last pick of the first round the year he was drafted, and he and he said to the Ravens, they took a chance on me, they're going to get a Super Bowl out of me. I'm hoping this is the year. Exactly. One last point, and thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, you know, you, I saw one play where he did, where he, when he runs, he mean, he, I think, who's that, who's that great linebacker in Central? Is it Warner? Is that the guy's name? Fred Warner, yeah. Fred Warner. I mean, he got in the open field. He faked the guy out. The guy not only didn't tackle him, didn't touch him, he made him fall. Yeah, he you embarrassed know, I mean, he, him. He's making the best plays in the NFL look like the amateurs sometimes when he's And running, that you know? is scary. The level of speed, athleticism, and intelligence that these defensive players have in the NFL for a guy like Lamar to be making Fred Warner fall, not be able to get a hand on him. Like, there was a play when the Cowboys played against the 49ers where Dak tried to, like, pump fake out of him, and Fred Warner just, like, blocked his vision, put his hands up, ran, made the satin, and, like, made Dak look stupid. Lamar, nobody makes Lamar look stupid. Thanks for taking my call, and you have a good evening. Great great show. Thank you, Mario. 877-337-6666. Let's break it down. I got less than 90 minutes left. My first show back, KM, to 2 a.m. returns right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. Okay, probably like 15 minutes here till we get to the next break. And update, Keith McPherson on the fan. Good to be back. Happy New Year. Enter the year of the dragon. I was born in the year of the dragon. You can go search that and figure out when that was. But my wife told me that. I'm like, oh, that's why I feel like this. Oh, that's why I feel like this. Let's go. Let's go. Fire breathing dragon. Didn't they call Joe Flacco the dragon? I think uh, Miles Garrett referred to him as a dragon. Let me get the exact quote. And uh, the last time I was on, um, yeah, he called him an elite dragon. The last time I was on, we saw 
I think the first half of that Thursday night football game, Jets at Browns, and man, I'm glad I wasn't on the rest of the day because I I, I would have went in or the rest of the night. I think Daniel McCartan was on after me. I, I didn't catch what she had to say. But yeah, my, uh, Browns' Miles Garrett drops elite dragon take on Joe Flacco. Brown star Miles Garrett says that the QB Joe Flacco is an elite dragon after leading the team to a week 14 win. And I think he said that because of something about him coming in and learning the play. He's elite. I mean, he's just a dragon, man. I can't explain it. Man picks up the playbook, scans through it, downloads it, comes out here and throws for 300 yards. So I guess that makes you an elite fire-breathing dragon. And, yeah, I cashed that night. I bet Flacco to have 300 yards and three touchdowns because I knew that the almighty Jets defense wasn't going to be almighty that night. Thursday night football, always a little different, short week. And I felt like they were looking into uh, not a mirror, but they were looking into like an alternate reality mirror of what they could have been. Oh, look, this team with a vaunted defense lost their quarterback. Not only did they lose their quarterback, they lost their starting running back. They played... Uh, a rookie that they drafted in, like, the fifth round. They played P.J. Walker from Elizabeth, beat the Niners with him. They brought in Joe Flacco, who was over here. Joe Flacco had spent the last two seasons on one Jets drive. And he's leading them back to the playoffs for the second time in some 20 years. Kevin Stefanski, that's a good head coach right there. That's a good offensive-minded head coach right there. You think he doesn't know what's going on with the offense? Where we somehow act like because Rob Sal is a defensive-minded head coach that he just doesn't know anything about offense? Come on. You're, he's a defensive coach. He watches offensive football all day, every day, trying to figure out how to stop it. <laughs> so how can he look at his own offense and never know what's going on or never chew a player out? And that was the whole theme of the, the first half with the Jets. I'm like, man, these guys are always unprepared. Like, doesn't doesn't anyone get tired of this? Not enough guys on the field. Penalty, turnover, just like little bonehead things. Guys not showing effort. Guys not trying to make the tackle, arm tackling, not bringing their, their shoulder pads, wrapping their arms. It's just like, it's not good enough. This is the NFL. And I get it. It's a it's a back-to-back season. For the Jets that went down the drain because you ultimately didn't have the quarterback play. But, man, watching the Cleveland Browns, who were a miserable fa- franchise in their own right. You know, Flacco when the Jets went there week two and beat them before Zach Wilson was, you know, cleared to return. But, man, I felt like the Jets were looking in a some type of bizarro world mirror of, like, this could have been us. Joe Flacco was with us. We We said no to Joe Flacco. Was it Aaron Rodgers who said no to Joe Flacco? Let's go to Alex in Linden, New Jersey on the fan. What's up, Alex? Yo, what up, man? Happy New Year, Keith. Happy New Year. Thanks for calling. Yeah, man. So I've been on hold a minute, so i got to remember why I called. No, I'm just kidding. I, uh, <laughs> My bad. I, <laughs> no, I just want to say that I agree with your New Year's resolution. I have the same exact one at work. We're in a completely different line of work, but just to earn people's respect, even if you don't like me, you know? Like, just respect kind of what I have to say. Yeah, because, cool you, say you know, the respect that you're going to earn in your workplace, in your job, it it's not something that people can debate or whether they like you for another reason. Like, the results. Respect the results. Right. Respect what I bring yeah, right. to the don't table. Don't take it personal. Right. Respect my value. You might not like the sneakers right. I wear to work. You might not like what I do in my free time, what I post on my social media, but you got to respect what I am on the team. And and I'm out for my respect, not just inside of WFAN, but outside of WFAN, in radio yeah, in man. New York City, and in sports talk radio across the country now. Like, I, I, I'm in year three now. I'm figuring it out. I'm not, uh, you know, okay, we threw this guy on the radio, and, and he, he's no good. I think you got to figure it out pretty well, man. And uh, that's why... I got to call in at least once a week these days. I got to find time. Um, Real quick, if I got a minute here, um, I tweeted you earlier today about Dalvin Cook and the Cowboys having to be all over him, and you agreed. And then Big Mike Francesa, I don't know if you saw him, he uh, 
He doesn't put many tweets out, but about an hour ago, he said the same thing. He said, everyone's got to be all over Dalvin Cook. Maybe I'm crazy. My friends are saying he's washed, but, man, he took a screen pass to the house against the Giants last year in that playoff game, or maybe he took it 65 yards deep into territory. He's still got it, Keith, and I'm going to hang up and listen. And uh, once again, Happy New Year, bro. Great call, Alex. Now, I did mention him, and I did say the Cowboys should go get him or the Ravens should go get him, and that's a perfect you know, call to take as we're talking about the Jets now and we're talking about Thursday night football, and like at the end of that game, they shut Brees Hall down. If you had any bets on Brees Hall, that last drive, you got to watch Izzy Abanaconda talking about guys being unprepared, fumbling a kickoff. Like, bro, you get your opportunity as a rookie late in the year where they're literally not playing Dalvin Cook. Hold on to the ball. You're running back. Don't you have drills in practice, ball security? That's number one. Before you touch that end zone, before you get a first down, before you even get positive yards, secure the ball on the kickoff, man. You can't put the team in a bad position like that, rookie. But anyway, Dalvin Cook gets waived. And uh, I don't know if you guys heard Rob Solid. Probably should have checked with Fleas to see if we had the cut of Rob Solid. But I heard it online, and he's talking about how Dalvin Cook's got some juice left in his legs, how he did good for us. And <laughs> at this point, I don't hear anything else from Rob Solid. What's he to do? What's he to say about, oh, why are you guys waving Dalvin Cook? It didn't work. But yet you guys gave him over $5 million, had him on hard knocks, brought him through. Uh, another guy that clearly wanted to play with Aaron Rodgers that Aaron Rodgers probably said, yeah, we used to battle Green Bay versus Wisconsin. Bring the guy through. Now they're giving him an opportunity to potentially join a, a playoff team. And I know Dallas fans are all about it because, I mean, if you've heard me speak about the Dallas Cowboys, I think uh, maybe last week or uh, one of these weeks, I think it might have been even on the afternoon show, someone asked me, like, what's wrong with them? I'm like, they they can't run the ball like they used to. They moved on from Ezekiel Elliott, which was the right move, but they put too much stock in Tony Pollard being this bell cow running back that he was never designed to be, never projected to be. And it's funny because I remember talking about Lyle Collins. Remember that name popping up for both the Jets and the Giants? I believe he worked out for both the Jets and the Giants who needed offensive line help. Well, he went unclaimed. For this whole season, he was with the Bengals. Nobody picked him up. Guess who brought him in for a workout? Picked him up yesterday. How about him? The Dallas Cowboys. And this is a guy that I remember distinctly talking about how he, you know, protects Dak and how he's got Dak's back out there. And uh, I remember him getting into some beefs. And now they bring Dak's bodyguard back, sign him to the practice squad as a depth piece when you saw Tyler Smith get hurt in the game Saturday, Tyron Smith is always hurt. I mean, the Cowboys are trying to shore up for this playoff run where uh, they're going to have the number two seed and, and you know, might meet the Niners, might not. Maybe somebody else will handle the Cowboys' dirty work, knock the Niners out, and who who knows. But they're trying to shore up the team. So today I saw... It was uh, Lyle Collins who worked out with the Dallas Cowboys. They ended up signing him, getting the band back together. And um, who else was there? Damian Wilson, because they're thin at linebacker. That's the other problem. When I talk about the Dallas Cowboys, I say they're, they're weak up the middle. They don't have the middle linebackers. They don't have the middle linebacker. When they lost Leighton Van Der Esch, that was a bigger loss than losing Trayvon Diggs. And then also in the run game, if you can't run the ball consistently up the middle, like if you can't even run the ball to get a third and one situation, you're in trouble. Tony Pollard's not a guarantee. And then, I mean, with Mike McCarthy calling the plays, they're going to throw the ball on third and one. You need to have a power back. You need to have a running back that can, you know, run between the tackles. It's as simple as that. It's simple football. So I don't think that's Dalvin Cook, but I think that they will entertain Dalvin Cook. I, I feel like he does have... Some tread left on those tires. The Jets' offensive line sucked. Not everybody's a game-breaker like Brees Hall, and even him. He got some criticism this year, which I thought was stupid. Rob Salas saying, oh, yeah, he's got to get the grimy yards. Bro, are you just looking for somebody to 
to throw out there that you know is is, is soft spoken and isn't going to take it the wrong way. The one of the last guys you should be looking at on your team to criticize is is Brees Hall coming back from an ACL behind that offensive line with no quarterback play. That guy's A-OK. That guy's one of the best players on your team. Dalvin Cook was a miss, but so was McCole Hardman. So was Alan Lazard. So was Billy Turner. So was Timmy Boyle. I was thinking about Timmy Boyle today before I take another call. How come we don't celebrate Timmy Boyle like we celebrated Tommy DeVito? Timmy Boyle's a local guy from Connecticut. Timmy Boyle went to UConn. Timmy Boyle lived in New York in this area. Remember I had on Tony Rassiope, who is the quarterback coach for Timmy Boyle and Tommy DeVito, Jersey guy? How come we didn't celebrate Timmy Boyle? One of us. How come we didn't we didn't pick Timmy Boyle up? Because we knew Timmy Boyle was no good. I heard something today on Evan and Tiki talking about Tommy DeVito and what he did in college. Like, there's a reason why he was benched at Syracuse, transferred, went to Illinois. Illinois hasn't been good, whatever. Like, Tommy DeVito didn't really have the proud. There's a reason why he was undrafted. He didn't have the numbers in college. Neither did Timmy Boyle. These guys aren't supposed to get starts in the NFL. But the Jets actually ran Timmy Boyle out there with the season on the line. Fireball offense. Somebody's head's got a roll for that. Timmy Boyle, they released. They cut him after he lost those games. And then the Texans are like, yeah, whatever. We actually take our quarterback room serious. We have C.J. Stroud, Davis Mills, Case Keenum. It won't hurt to throw Timmy Boyle on the practice squad, see if he learned anything from Aaron Rodgers. Lisa in Irvington, New Jersey. How are you? Welcome back. You're on the fan. Oh, hi, Keith. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I got you loud and clear. Oh, great, great. I know it's been a while since I've spoken to you. I've been, you don't, know. Don't worry about it. Happy holidays. Yeah, I, Hopefully you had a good Christmas New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Um, what I wanted to speak to, I have three things I want to get through very quickly. I know. Um, did, what did you think about the Russell Wilson, Wilson situation? Oh, I, I did think not that was speak wrong. on that. <laughs> I didn't speak on that. <laughs> I think, I. you know what? I think it was Tyreek Butler who does a show on the other sports radio station in this city. He uh-huh. he went on Twitter and he was like, y'all should have the same energy for this NFL team and their front office trying to go back on contracts that you do on players when they don't fulfill their contracts. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. The contract is the contract. You guys traded for him. You guys made him the man. You guys gave him that office in the uh, in the football house upstairs with the coaches. Now, if you have a little bit of buyer's remorse, if you now have Sean Payton, listen, you had to pivot, right? They wanted Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett out there in Denver. That's why they hired Nathaniel Hackett when nobody else was going to give him a head coaching job. Oh, they wanted okay, they wanted Rodgers. So yeah, going back two years ago, they didn't know that Aaron Rodgers was going to play another season. For the Packers, they thought uh-huh. there was a chance that he could join Nathaniel Hackett in Denver. It didn't work out that way. Nathaniel Hackett had a terrible year. They fire him. They move on to Sean Payton. And everybody was ready to blame Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah, Russell Wilson's not the player. He was. Russell was in the conversation for comeback player of the year parts of the year. Russell yeah, won like five games in a row. Russell was making some ridiculous plays. Let Russ cook. Russ still yeah, actually showed they, us at 33. Three, I believe, maybe thirty-four. Now he can still play quarterback play. in this league. But you know what? Happened? I'm sorry, I don't want to mean to cut you off. Sometimes when people change teams, you got like last year. It probably was an adjustment period. You know what of I'm course. saying? I don't know how. And then plus, he was playing in the mile high. You know, of course, it was an adjustment. It's a huge you know, adjustment. You started a job. It's an adjustment period. 30, you know, thirty-five years old. How did I forget? He's the same age as me. We were the same class. Mm-hmm. I actually have told my story on WFAN about. Working out with him at UVA, I'll, I'll tell it again. Yeah, I heard your story about that before. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, if I got a little story about my, you know, I got to mix it in and uh, it'll give me some respect. But, yeah, yeah, Russell, yeah. Russell Wilson getting out of Seattle and, you know, getting the opportunity with the Broncos to be his own man, it didn't work out. But I look at Sean Payton kind of crooked, right? Because Sean Payton is going out there talking about, I'm just trying to get a win. You know, we're just trying to look for a spark. 
There yeah, is right. no way in hell you think Jared Stidham gives you a better chance to win than Russell Wilson. And then yeah, Russell that's... Wilson stood at his locker and told everybody, oh, yeah, they approached me after the Kansas City win, talking about changing my uh, my yeah. injury guarantees. You don't oh, right. do that. It's a business. You don't do that. He's got good people that, that uh, made his contract for a reason, and he's going to get that money. And they can bench him, and they can do what they want, but they're going to end up paying paying Russell Wilson. And you know what? He's he's going to land somewhere else, right? That money is guaranteed. Something like thirty six million, no matter what. Like he's getting that money, and that's their own mistake. They traded for him. They they traded for Sean Payton, so it didn't work out. Wasn't a match made in heaven. Oh well, bite the bullet. Uh, that's the business. You got to pay what you got to pay, Lisa. Thank you for the call, Russell Wilson was a two-sport athlete coming out of high school. He was good in baseball and football, as most of you know, especially Yankee fans. The Yankees actually let him come to spring training and have at-bats in a spring training game. I was like, this is crazy. Coming out, he wanted to go to a school that would let him play both football and baseball. He elected to go to NC State, but he had offers from the entire ACC. Al Golden, who's from my area, Monmouth County, was – one of the coaches at UVA, Ocean Football, we went to UVA for their 7-on-7 seven seven tournament. I remember playing against uh, Joe Hayden. He went to Friendly in Maryland. Obviously, if you know, Joe Hayden went on to UF, uh, the Gators, and then got drafted by the Browns and played for the Steelers. He has his Mighty Mouse tattoo because he is the Mighty Mouse. Uh, rest in peace, Ryan Mallett. He also came through that camp. And up on the hill, if you've ever gone to UVA, Tiki probably understands this. They have practice field fields, and they have one smaller field up on the hill. And that's where they've had the best recruits, the best quarterbacks, the best receivers, the best DBs, and we were working one-on-ones. And I got to go up there and throw some passes. Russell Wilson threw his passes. Didn't miss one. Perfectly accurate. Didn't matter who the receivers were. My highlight was I stepped in and played a little bit of safety, and I picked somebody off at safety. But I didn't want no scholarship to be a safety. I wanted a scholarship. To play quarterback, never got that from UVA. Took my scholarship to play quarterback at James Madison University. 877-337-6666. Win, make it up, win, lie to you. Keith McPherson on the fan. I've got one hour left. Whatever you guys want to talk about, we'll do. I'll reset a little bit with topics, but you know. You know what we're talking about. This is the fan in New York. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.